Welcome to First World Problems Podcast. This is episode three, Trace. Uh, I'm your host, Amy, and then we have another host, Bailey. Oh my god, where? Oh, hey, that's me. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay, me. Hello. Um, I'd also like everybody to know that Amy is in the closet. I am in the closet. Literally in a closet. Yes. So that her cats don't bother her during the podcast. <laughs> that, and so it doesn't sound so echoey. So I would say this is the only time you should be in the closet is when you're trying to record and have it sound okay. Because be yourself, folks. If, yes. If you learn anything today, it should be that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should you ever learn anything at all from us? Yeah, which Maybe is not likely. <laughs> no. This is not educational, that's no. for sure. Well, this one might get might, might get a little real. Uh, today's podcast is all about anxiety. Um, I think everybody experiences it to some extent, um, but there's definitely a certain level that turns into, you know, debilitating or at least inconvenient. Um, I looked up some statistics uh, from the Googles. Um, of those... <laughs> so, um, it almost 7 million people suffer from generalized anxiety disorder. Uh, 15 million suffer from social anxiety disorder. I have 14.8 million suffering from major depressive disorder. Uh, and then 7.7 .7 million affected by post-traumatic disorder. So, that's crazy. Um, yes. I think that's a lot. I don't think people talk about mental health enough. Well, um, I was just going to say that it's, for some reason, taboo, um, which is odd to me because, you know, we can we can talk about, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> Boy, I'm off to a great is this, start. Is this podcast <laughs> giving you anxiety? It is. I, to be honest, I'm tired because I'm a mom and hashtag mom problems. Um, but I would say that it's, it's so taboo to talk about and it's, it's, um, unfortunate because there are, the more I talk to people about anxiety or just like mental health in general, I've almost everybody I talk to has had some form of depression, anxiety, or some kind of issues at some point in their life. And I think that we all do. We all go through so it. So it's so common. That, it's so common because we're human beings and, you know, <laughs> we have, this, you know, we have, we have issues. Dated. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's the exception. But, you know, I would say that it should be talk, talked about more just because everybody goes through it. You know, most of us do. So um, that's why when I do talk to people and I say, hey, you know, I have anxiety or, you know, I take medication for it. Like I say it like nonchalantly because I don't care. It's, it's a common thing. Who cares? <laughs> and, uh, I would rather like be, you know, bold about it. I'm not going to announce it at the top of my lungs. Like, Hey everybody, I take antidepressants. Woo! Like, well, and I think, so, I mean, I would argue though, I don't, I don't think that it's taboo anymore, but I, that being said, I still think that it's drastically like misunderstood i think it's um, taboo in the sense that are you know there it, it is so hard um to tackle mental health that you know in this country we we just we don't cover it well you know? literally insurance does not no. cover it and it should be 
considering how many people go through this. And I mean, you can't talk about me mental health when it comes to like mass shootings and stuff like that. Oh, not to get not. real here, people, but like it does. Like if you talk about mental health, it's almost like you're talking about gun control when they're two separate mm -hmm. things, you know? And uh, for me, when it comes to these, these mass shootings, yeah, I'll, some of it might be, you know, religious based, but, but I mean, I would argue that almost all of them have to do with mental health. There's something obviously oh, going on to get them to do those acts to kill people. So why not stop it there? Why not get to that that problem before it becomes a problem? So well, I, I don't think either of us are there yet. So that's no, good. I don't think so. <laughs> but I just, I just wish that people would talk about it more because oh, yeah. people would get help more. Is what I would say. Oh no, totally. You know what I mean? I mean, but that's that's again the tricky part. So. Um, you know, again, insurance doesn't, I mean, we have, uh, not to like give anything away, but we have great insurance where we work. And then I know you have great insurance through my husband, husband. Mm -hmm. but, um, I mean, it, it, mental health is just not covered it. I think after, um, when Obamacare or whatever came into play, like that, it, it actually forced, like mental health services to be covered at the same rate as like a doctor's visit. But, um, I mean, still like with everybody on the high deductible plans now, it, it kind of, it's, it's tough. It's hard to get help even when you want it. Um, and I know that that's a situation that I ran into, um, when I first kind of started dealing with all of my stuff. Yeah, um, we should we should probably talk about um, just our experiences with anxiety in particular. I mean, we're talking. I mean, mental health is an um, you know, it's a giant umbrella. It's like everything, you know. But we're going to talk specifically about anxiety just because we both suffer from anxiety, and, and we too both suffer from it very differently yes. too. Which I'm sure everybody does. There's yeah. and there's there's so many different kinds of anxiety. So we should probably go into. Um, just how we found out that we had anxiety and what we're doing sure. and all that stuff. So if you want to start out, Bailey. Well, yeah. And I, I think, um, I was look, I mean, I, my bachelor's degree is in psychology. Um, and it was more like, you know, I think a lot of people go into psychology wanting to fix their own problems. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, you realize, I realized probably like two and a half years into my degree that I definitely didn't want to do counseling and, you know, you have to get your doctorate to, a psychiatrist or you know a clinical psychologist so um anyway that being said um anxiety is kind of like an overarching term and then there's different kinds there's the generalized anxiety disorder um ocd obsessive compulsive disorder panic disorder post-traumatic stress disorder uh social anxiety disorder i'm sure there's some other ones but those are kind of like the big five um and what are the definitions of those five like a quick one Oh, I mean, I can kind of speak to it. Um, I mean, post-traumatic stress disorder is actually, um, it, a lot of these have both a biological component and probably an environmental component to them to some extent. Um, you know, a lot of them are a mix, but I think um, post-traumatic stress disorder is there's, there's some specific event that happened to you that, you know, caused... Um, it caused basically kind of a, a reaction. It, it reprogrammed your brain to, uh, you know, freak out over certain things. Generalized anxiety disorders kind of just, uh, I think that's probably the most common. Um, in fact, according to that statistic, you know, it's 7 million have that particular 
disorder. And it's just, it, gener- it, it literally just means generalized anxiety. You know, you just... Yeah, how often can you explain worry. the word general? Yeah, it's very, it's very <laughs> self-explanatory. Panic disorder, I feel like that's kind of what I experience. Um, I actually, I could definitely say that I probably have a little bit of all of these. So, uh, you know, <laughs> lucky for anybody that knows me, um, it could be, it could be a challenge. Um, social anxiety disorder, obviously, uh, very specific to social situations. And it can be, um, as extreme as, you know, agoraphobia where people just won't leave their house anymore because they're so scared of people. Um, I don't like crowds. I don't like meetings. Um, like when there's there's too many people in one place, uh, just crowded situations. And I think that has more to do with like, it's just hard for me to like filter out multiple conversations at a time. Um, but again, that's all of these are kind of on a spectrum. Obsessive compulsive disorder, basically you have, you have the, the thought. So there's a thought, which is the obsession. Uh, you have the compulsion, which is the act that you do to try and fix the thought <laughs> and then obviously that turns into a disorder if you can't resolve those things um it can be as extreme as you know you have to flip a light switch you know a certain amount of times um i know that in my situation when i leave in the morning um i probably go back into my house two or three times to make sure that the stove is off uh, that I didn't leave any socks on the floor that my dog might eat because she ate a sock once. <laughs> um, uh, you know, kind of compulsive checking. But, you know, again, it, it starts with obsessive compulsive disorder starts with a thought. And then the compulsion is trying to resolve the thought. And then it kind of just gets, it's a cycle that you get stuck in. Um so that's kind of all of them in a nutshell. And what um, would you say, what is your history with it? Um, I've always been a super... Um, anxious person? Yeah, I mean, but it was... Um, you know, I always had parents around. <laughs> I always had... <laughs> you pause for a lot. I've always had parents. Well, no. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm, I'm you're very effect. fortunate for not being an orphan, so <laughs> congratulations. Hey, that's not funny. There's plenty of fucking orphans out there, okay? <laughs> that are listening to this podcast and are very How offended. dare you? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, I always had some sort of support. Um, I know that I, I would dwell on things as, as a kid, but it, I don't remember it being very distinctive when I was a kid. Um I don't think it was till I was an adult that it started becoming noticeable. Um, I think I struggled more with depression for a good chunk of it. Um, when I really started, like, actually seeking help was probably... Um, there was an, a rather, and I don't want to get too much into this in too much detail, but, um, like, my ex-husband did something to me that I would probably consider a source of probably some PTSD, um, and then after the divorce, which was super messy, that's when I kind of first started getting panic attacks. Um, and then that coupled with, you know, me living alone for the first time in my entire life. Um, that's when I first like actively went and, you know, tried to get, tried to see a therapist and, 
Because you, um, you knew that it wasn't going to be resolved yeah. on its own. And and it's no way to live, man. No, it's exhausting. You, you get exhausted. It's so um, exhausting. And what... Let's talk about you a little bit more and then we'll go into me. Gosh. But... Yeah. <laughs> but... Talk about me. What has your, a... has your therapist tried to put a label on it at all? Or have told you, like, okay, this is what I think is going on? Um, the first therapist that I saw during my divorce definitely uh it was definitely like some PTSD and then that kind of resolved I think I've always had more of a generalized anxiety disorder um I I think my therapist right now is very much like uh you have anxiety and probably a little bit of depression um but they kind of one can kind of cause the other for me like my anxiety makes me depressed because i am depressed that i have anxiety <laughs> which is really <laughs> stupid um but yeah i mean it's just just generalized anxiety it could be anything like i said i'm kind of i i definitely have traits from probably all of the five major types um to some extent yeah but um, yeah, probably generalized generalized anxiety disorder. I've never gone to a psychiatrist to get like a formal diagnosis or done the testing or anything, mm -hmm. but you know, you don't necessarily need that. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I, you know, I was a normal teenager where I went through a little bit of, of depression, you know, during my parents' divorce and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I went to a therapist once when I was young and I didn't like it. Um, I think, you know, most of it was because I was a teenager. I didn't want to be told what to do. I didn't, I didn't feel like that person was going to help me. Plus my mom was in the room with me <laughs> and you know, I just didn't feel like sharing and I just kept saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm fine. And it really wasn't. I was depressed, but you know, I got over that and you know, a lot of it had to just do with hormones, you know, cause mm -hmm. I grew out of that and you know, I was gen generally a, like a, a happy person and I always thought like I wanted to get tested for ADD. Um, cause I, I noticed that, um, I can't focus at all. And you know, I pretty much have been like that for most of my school days. I mean, in elementary school, uh, it wasn't so much, but, um, junior high got really bad where I couldn't focus. And then I just thought, well, it's because I don't like schoolwork. I can hear your mouse, by the way. <laughs> Woof. My bad. <laughs> like, click, 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 click. Sorry, guys. That was actually my keyboard. I have a mechanical keyboard, which is great for gaming, but not so great for podcasting. Yeah, so, okay. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, see, I get distracted like that. One little thing, and I get distracted. So, um, anyway, um, so I am 32, and, you know, I did not decide that I needed help until I started having kids. So, um... I had my son and it was overwhelming, but you know, I didn't think anything of it. Um, I was fine. Um, my husband's very helpful. So I got through that just fine. But then I had my second daughter and I also, by the way, like my kids are, you know, very close in age. I got pregnant with my second child when I, when my son was five months old. 
You've basically been pregnant the entire time I've known you. Yes. So <laughs> I I had a total of almost 18 months of pregnancy. Um, and so that's a lot. And I had a lot of things going on between all that. So, I mean, first of all, you got all these hormones going on. Um, my grandmother died. Um, I had a lot of health issues um, going in and out of the doctor because of my blood pressure and just random things can't even remember and um then you know i got um pregnant again and um we went for a 20 week ultrasound and i got a phone call from a nurse and actually bailey was with me when we were at the mall and i got the phone oh call. oh my god we were that's right yes. yeah i forgot about that and well, I didn't you know forget, but... they didn't leave a voicemail so i got i kept getting calls and I was like, oh, this is Park Nicollet. And I didn't answer it because normally um, I shouldn't have said the place. We'll have to beep them out. <laughs> really? But anyway. I mean, because there's a lot of those in the area. That's not necessarily. Yeah, but it's a company. Yeah, it's a company, though. So anyway, um, I was getting calls from my OBGYN and, you know, they wouldn't leave a message. So I just thought it was like an appointment reminder because they call all the time for that. So then they finally left a message and I listened to it and the message was just, um, you know, I've been trying to call you, call me back right away. Um, I need to talk to you about your ultrasound results. I remember your face yes. when that happened. I like, like, I remember um, that. So then I called back and I'll tell you, this this woman doesn't have the best bedside manner. <laughs> she, she's sweet, sweet as can be. But she's the first thing she says to me is why why didn't you call me back why didn't you call back when when we called you earlier and I'm like uh I don't answer phone numbers I don't know I'm sorry um you know you have to leave a message well we don't leave messages for this kind of stuff and I'm like okay and she's like well those are some results came back and we saw a bright spot on the lip and on the heart and on the brain the the brain appears to have um, fluid in it and cancer, blah, 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 and Down syndrome, this and Down syndrome, that. And, you know, it was just basically a blur after that. And it was really hard to keep it together. And I was a little panicky. And, uh, that's, um, when I went in and had an, um, uh, emergency lab testing done for, for, uh, certain chromosome deficiencies and, um, we wanted to make sure that there, cause there's a certain, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but there's a certain kind of disorder that babies get that is fatal. They don't live very long after birth. So, um, we did that test and then, um, I had, um, an ultrasound scheduled, um, for Friday and cause it was almost the weekend and it was like a holiday weekend. And I was like, I can't wait to figure out what happened. Otherwise I'm going to worry. And anyway, long story short, um, went in for the ultrasound, found out she has a cleft lip and they weren't sure if palate yet, but they were assuming because most cleft babies that they have a cleft lip, a lot of times they have a cleft palate as well. And it's hard to see a cleft palate through ultrasound. Um, so that happened. Um, and then my, um, after, after we gave, um, after, I don't know, probably, uh, shortly after that, I started having panic attacks 
and I started. So why don't you explain what that means to yeah. you? Like, what is a panic, panic attack, attack to, you? to me? Now, I didn't know it was a panic attack at the time. So, being pregnant, you're already worried about your body and your baby constantly. And um, so, all you moms out there, you probably know what I'm talking about. But I would. I noticed that I. As soon as I got into the parking lot of work, my heart started racing and I couldn't breathe. And then it would take me forever to get upstairs. And I mean, I would take the elevator, but it would take me forever to get up to the seventh floor because I couldn't breathe. And I just chalked it off as, okay, I'm pregnant. I feel huge. You know, it's just, it's just hormones or something. But then, you know, I noticed I'd be sitting at my desk and I would feel like I'm dying. Like I was dying. Literally like someone was sitting on my chest. Like I was having a heart attack and I was going to die. Like I just got this like panic in my head that like I needed to crawl out of my skin. And um, this happened every day for like a week or two. I can't, re I can't really remember. It happened for a while because I was like I kept ignoring it. But... Eventually, I couldn't ignore it anymore because I, I really thought I was dying. I was Googling things, and I'm like, what is going on with me? I oh, that's know. never good. Yeah. And I just, I remember it was either you or, you know, our friend Callie that I was talking to that said, well, it sounds like you're having a panic attack. And it might have been Callie um, because I was just describing how I was feeling. So I decided, okay, well, I'm going to call the nurse because this is getting crazy. So they called the nurse's hotline, and she asked me a various questions like um how how often are you anxious during the day um somewhat like, all the time all this stuff like how often are you awake <laughs> yeah that's why i said all the time i said i'm i panicky all the time and i can't breathe and said all these things and um when after the test was done like i only answered five questions she was like yeah you need to come in like you're ob obviously it sounds like you are having panic attacks and you can't be having that when you're pregnant, you know, it can be, it, um, can, um, be harmful for the baby. You know, if you get very, very anxious, it can be harmful to them. So I end up going in and to an internal medicine doctor and taking a test. Um, they have these questionnaires it's, it's one of those, you know, I'm sure a lot of you have seen those tests, but it'll say, you know, um, it's like on a scale of yeah, like scale. 1 to 10. Exactly. Like, 1 to 10 the... or sometimes it's like somewhat yeah. likely or or I disagree, agree or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I, I took that test and she was concerned and had me go to a therapist. I went to the therapist. I took the same exact test when I went in there. And I had a few sessions with him and, you know, he got, he got to the point where, you know, he said, he went through my history and then asked me, how how were you in school? What kind of student were you? And I said, well, I mean, good until like junior high. And I said, I don't, I didn't pay attention at all. I was, I could not focus. And I told them, you know, in college too, I'd, I'd get so distracted that I would cry because all I wanted to do was do my homework, but I seemed to not be able to focus at all. And I would make Ron, who was my boyfriend at the time, I'd make him come in the room, literally come in the room and just sit next to me while I did homework. Because just having someone there, like, helped me focus. And I don't know why. And I told him, I'm like, well, I thought, you know, I've always thought I've had ADD. I had to do that. And he said, you know, 
He goes, that's very interesting because if you did have ADD, you would think that bringing your boyfriend in would be a distraction. Having something there would distract you and you wouldn't be able to focus. He's like, this sounds like anxiety to me because um, he said you, you needed something there, somebody to quiet your mind in order for you to focus. And, and that's, that's a lot of my anxiety is my mind races constantly. I have like a million thoughts going on at once. And even when people are talking to me, I could be really interested in the conversation, but my mind will just sneak off. Yep. And like, I'll be thinking of 20 different things. Absolutely. No, I get that. And then sure. I come back to the conversation and I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, what were they talking about? And then I feel bad because I'm, especially if I really actually wanted to hear the conversation, my mind won't let me. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's when he said that he's like, I think you have severe anxiety. And the severe part was because of those panic attacks I was having. I was having them every day and I was having them at least eight times a day. It was a lot. Wow. And, um... You know, once I spoke to my OBGYN, I was going to get on Zoloft at the time, but then he said, if you want to wait, if you think you can, you can do without it, you know, um, wait until you give birth and in the hospital, you just tell them, uh, cause it'll be in your chart that, um, it was recommended to you to have antidepressants to help with your anxiety. Uh, they'll be able to fill it there right there for you. And that's what I did. Um, and before. Um, in the time between of being diagnosed with severe anxiety to um, giving birth, my therapist gave me all these exercises to like breathing exercises, and I actually started listening to podcasts. So, I mean, this is kind of in a weird way. Anxiety got me to the point where I decided I really wanted to do a podcast because they really helped me quiet my thoughts and it really helped with my panic attacks. Because on the way to work, I would listen to one and on the way home I would listen to one and because I feel like I don't know if this is for you Bailey but sometimes when you're stuck in traffic if you don't have something on to distract you your mind will just race and you'll just worry about oh things. absolutely no that that's absolutely 100% true um and that's the other thing like I listen to but that's what I drawn to the comedy podcasts um a lot because I mean I definitely have something similar so would you th do you think like so you basically didn't have anxiety until you got pregnant um I think or I've always time. I always think that I've had anxiety um because I but I thought oh yeah I miss I, mean, I miss the ADHD yes thing. Okay. I thought it was, I had ADHD or right. ADD and he thought no I really just think you've had anxiety the whole time and you just didn't know it, mm. you know? And he said that like, that can be common people to think that they have that. Um, and I don't know where it came from. I mean, I've had a lot of crappy things happen in my life. Who hasn't though? Really? You know First what I mean? real problems. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's why I kind of yeah. like, this is a serious like topic, but at the same time, I still think it, it belongs in the first world problems category. Absolutely. Because really the things that I worry about like are first world problems. You know what I mean? Like I look at it as, so can I, can I guess? Cause I think that would be a great time to like yes. 
guess what, what we I, I think I know what your top three like anxiety triggers, triggers are and then you can guess mine because <laughs> I think we know each other well yes enough. and because and some, some of them are very stupid no yes. offense I love you. To <laughs> to both of us, they're stupid. To both of us, yes. They're stupid. She, Amy didn't want to do this part because she thought she would offend me. <laughs> <laughs> she and I was like, "Honey, <laughs> I mean, maybe, but <laughs> sometimes you get offended I get over it. I do, but it's normally not anything to do with you. Like if I'm already in a bad mood. Well, we were talking about this the other day. Um, I don't know that I necessarily have problems regulating my emotions but I'm certainly not good at hiding what kind of a mood I'm in yes which is good and bad (laughs) like you said you know it's good because people know to avoid you it's bad if you're trying to hide that you're sad or mad about something because you won't be able to hide it I can't I I absolutely can't and that, that I mean um which ironically makes me anxious <laughs> which puts me in a worse mood again everything's this vicious cycle um so i'll guess yours first okay um i think i know f- two of them for sure um i definitely know your kids mm-hmm. in general like the health of your kids the well-being of your kids like, just my kids in general just your kids in general yeah. Um, I definitely know that that's a source of anxiety. Um, buying things. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, um, and, and not just, like, little things. Oh, it's it is little like, things, too. <laughs> is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you an example. Um, the other day, because you weren't with me, I was at Target, okay? And I was just, like, okay. You went to Target without me? Yes, I did. You the weren't fuck? there. That was when you were being all emo, remember? Oh. See, and you knew to avoid me, though. <laughs> yes. Well, you weren't at work, though. You had stayed oh. home. Oh, I was not emo that day. I was with, uh, you know, who that day. But there. you were panicky later that day. So yes. at the time, probably when I went to Target, you were not. You were having fun. Yes. But later that day, you were panicky. Yes. Okay. But anyway, so I was at Target, and all I needed to get was dinner for that night for my family and I needed to also pick up like lunches for myself and oatmeal so I'm like I go in the soup aisle and there's you know those box soups that you can get and they're different flavors so I was getting that um and I was just checking the calories and stuff and they had a whole wall of soup and really like I like having choices but at the same time I don't like having all those choices because then I stand there forever and I always know okay I gotta get the vegetable quinoa so I put that in the cart and then I had like I was like okay they're two dollars and 79 cents I mean I I shouldn't buy too many but if I buy three that'll last me until Thursday but should I only get three and then I thought, okay, here's the corn poblano one. I do like that one. Oh, here's a black bean kale one. Oh, I don't know about that, if that would taste good. And then I would, I stand there, literally, with all these thoughts going in my head. And, you know, 10 minutes goes by. And this is why my lunches, like, are so short to me. Because I, I can't go to the store because I just sit there and think about things too much. And it's stupid. It's like, it's freaking soup. Just, just grab one. Do you think it helps, like, if I'm there? Yes. And that's why... Why? why it quiets though? I mean, my it thoughts. Like a... It quiets okay. my thoughts. And then Aww, it also... Shucks. But that's the same thing with Ron. Yeah. Like, I make him go 
go shopping without me or he has to be there with me. Am I your girl, Ron? <laughs> yes. Yay. <laughs> yes. Um, I need, I need somebody to quiet the thoughts. And I also mm -hmm. get anxious over whether or not the person I'm with is having a bad time, like waiting mm. for me. And I don't like to inconvenience people. So like, if I know that they're waiting for me, I'll be faster. So yeah. So maybe it's like, it, it, it does not even that you feel better. You just have like a social pressure that's maybe making you wrap it up. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even. Yeah. I, I, does that make I sense? No, it does make sense. I, I always worry. It's weird. I don't act like I care about what people think about me because I really don't. I've gotten over that. Like, if someone's upset with me, like, if you get upset with me or something, I'm pretty good at being like, well, it's not me um, because they're going through this. And I don't well, take I think personal. you know me well enough, yes. though, too. Yes. So. But I also it's do... It's never actually you. <laughs> I always do that about work, though, too, though. Like, if yeah. it's a customer and they're mad and they're yelling at me, um, I'm really good at just being like, they're not mad at me. They're mad at the situation, you know? Yeah. I'm really good at that. But at the same time... I'm so empathetic, so yeah, it's empathetic, really disgusting, actually. that I hate <laughs> knowing that someone's inconvenienced or yeah. that they're sad or angry or whatever. So it's weird. But at the same mm -hmm. time, I don't care what people think about me. And it's a pain. I did not know that you had such, like, I, I thought it was like, you know, when you got a new phone or like if you're buying like a, a laptop or like bigger purchases i oh, didn't know no. it was over fucking soup yeah it's it's over everything anytime wow. i'm buying anything amazon is really bad i have an amazon prime account and anytime we need something on there it takes me forever to buy things where i have to give it to ron and he has to press buy uh yeah shameless plug amazon prime if you want to sponsor our podcast <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> They'll pay us for advertising, Amy. Sponsor. Oh, 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 oh. We're we're shamelessly promoting them right now and not getting anything for it. So I'm saying, hey, if anyone oh. at Amazon is listening, you should pay us. <laughs> and I wasn't understanding. I'm like, wait, it's what? It's fine. You've got mom brain. It's cool. I've it's got cool. also a cat that is trying to sit on my lap. I thought you were in the damn closet. I am. He scratched at the door until I oh, let him in. That's hilarious. Can you hear him? You can't hear him. Can no. You? Okay. No. Good. That's funny. Okay, so I think um, the third one I literally just wrote, like, people dying, death. I think, and it's not necessarily... Oh, yeah, you know, we're still talking about me, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> I got into a tangent about buying soup that... <laughs> See? I mean, it really stresses you out. Soup. Oh, I no. I mean, and I think that's a, an anxiety everybody has, but I, I mean, I feel like... Buying soup? Gotta, no. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. No. <laughs> people dying. Third, your third anxiety was people dying. I would say people uh, dying and me dying. Like right, just dying right. in general. Right. And, That's, I literally wrote death. Yes. <laughs> so. And uh, I would say the reason why I have anxiety about death largely comes to, okay, so a lot of people that have anxiety, they're afraid of the unknown, Right. And that's where we, those of us that have anxiety, I don't know, maybe not all of you do this, but when there's a gap, like, you know, if someone's, like, not answering the phone, you fill that, like, mysterious part with your own mind of, like, your own thoughts. 
So you're just like, oh crap, like, oh, they must be dead. They're not answering my phone. Well, same thing with death for me is, in my opinion, they're, you, well, ow, sorry. My cat just ripped my headphones off. Okay. That's so funny. <sighs> Stupid cat. Um, when, when we die, we don't necessarily know, you know, what happens to our mind, what happens to our, you know, what happens. So that's my anxiety is I don't know what happens. I don't know where we go. Do we go anywhere? Do we just stop well, existing? We talked about that a little bit too. So like you're, you consider yourself agnostic, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah. And um, I'm definitely not anti-religion because I actually find religion very fascinating. And I love listening to people talk about their religion. You know. Fun fact, though, too. Um, so one of the courses that I took um, in college was the psychology of religion. And there's multiple studies out there that support that people that do... Um, you know, go to church or subscribe to some sort of religious group actually live longer. Now, disclaimer, disclaimer though, um, they, you know, correlation does not mean causation. So if you are, you know, 60, 70 years old and you go to church every day, you have a support system. Like if you get sick, you're probably going to have people that would take you to the doctor from mm -hmm. your church or help you with medications or come, you know, take care of you. You have a support system. So it, it might be something very practical. It, it certainly might be something yeah. deeper. I mean, it's kind of hard to measure that. Well, there's other people that but... have religions that, the, that don't go to church, you know. Well, I mean? yeah, they absolutely. Don't practice, yeah. uh, you know, I guess. But it's kind of, I don't think this particular study distinguished between what religion and whether or not they went to church or not yeah I those studies I are also so. hard what was the control <laughs> you well, know right i mean like i i could probably find it but i mean really really we want to get into that that causes work <laughs> when have we ever been about work Ugh, certainly not at work <laughs> yeah no, i'm just kidding we actually work really hard but no uh. that is definitely one of my my um fears and i will say that after having children I worry about it less because in the in, in my own health because before children I used to stay up at night thinking about death. It's weird, but I would I would worry mm. about it and be like, oh my god, what what's gonna happen? Like, do I just stop existing? What's that gonna be like? <laughs> so, well, I mean, I, I mean, you wouldn't know. See, no, like you wouldn't know because you wouldn't exist. No, you wouldn't exist anymore. You'd just die, and then you're just done. And I hate. I would think and obsess about that at night where I couldn't sleep. And now that I have children, though, this is gonna get really corny and sappy. But now that Ugh. I have children, I have something that I would have no problem dying for. And I never wow. thought that I could get to that point of actually, because I always thought it's so weird that people would be like, I, I'll, I die for you. You know what I mean? I always thought that was weird. I'm like, God, that's so like extreme, <laughs> you know, but I get it now because when my daughter went through surgery and then when my, um, son would go to the doctor and he'd be sick and all I want to do was take their pain away. I would have taken all of it away and I would have done it for them. And I've always thought like, if there was like, if there was someone that was going to kidnap my kids, I would beg them to take me instead. You know, like I would have no problem dying for them. And that's See, the first and I, time. I have no, I really have nothing to compare that to other than, I mean, I, I probably my father, 
though. But I mean, I, that's a different, that's certainly a different kind of relationship. No, it is, but it's the same thing with my dad too, though. Like I care about him so much that I don't even like, you know, my dad was just sick. So mm-hmm. when someone you really love and care about and you see them like suffering or in pain, you just want to take it away. Mm-hmm. And that's how you know you really care for someone unconditionally, no matter what they do. Like, and that's the funny thing about kids. Like, my son slaps me in the face, you know, started to punch. Oh, I know, that pukes was so on cute. Me, pees on me, <laughs> like, does all this stuff, but I still love him even though he's a giant jerk. Like, it's unconditional love. I never thought I could find someone that I love so much that has pooped on me. <laughs> well, don't tell Ron that. <laughs> no, he knows. I'm oh, pretty, he, I'm sure he loves his children more than he loves me, and that's totally fine with me. Because <laughs> I get it. I'm a parent. You know, yeah. your, your children are forever, you know, um, relationships can change. I love Ron yeah, though. Yeah, for sure. Know. Shout out He's to Ron. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we should talk about yours, uh, you know, and I already know what a couple of yours are. You have more than a couple, just like me. I mean, we all have more, um, but you worry about your dog a lot. Yeah. I would say less lately because you have a distraction. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to James. <laughs> yeah, but before you met him, you were constantly like, oh my God, starting poop or, you know, uh, Star looked at me weird. She must hate right. me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, you're not kidding because that's exactly like that's how little and insignificant it can be. And I put a lot. Of, you're absolutely right. This is like probably one of my biggest ones. Um. So, I mean, like, my, I've mentioned before, my entire life I've lived with somebody. I've had a roommate. I've lived with parents. I had a husband. You know what I mean? Like, there's, I've always lived with somebody and had some sort of support network. Um, when um, I, I moved out on my own, it's kind of like, okay, it's just you. Like, if shit goes down, like, you know this is on you to take care of it yeah you can't blame sure i have else. some family here but I, you know it's my 93 year old grandfather uh shout out to grandpa but you know i mean like he's not gonna run to me and oh you're and not gonna call your 93 year old grandpa and be like hey right. come pick up my mask if she can't walk and you like just carry her to the car right <laughs> that's that's the thing that i worry about because it's like i i live alone and if something happens like would i be able to carry her to a vet or an emergency room like what you know like what would that look like um and and that's more I know she's a dog. She's almost seven. She's a mastiff. She's not going to live forever. That, and, and her passing does not stress me out and does not cause the anxiety in itself. Um, I kid you know, I think it was Sunday. I took her outside. It was one of the hotter days. And she went outside and she just, she laid down and she didn't pee. And she just laid there. And I, it, I the, the panic that swam over me was I mean you've described it your heart starts racing you kind of get this like full body tingling and and then and, and that kind of triggers like oh my god am I having a heart attack like and then just you start worrying about that in addition to being worried about the dog and it's just um it's it, exhausting you know, once, <laughs> yeah it's so exhausting and then once that panic subsides you know, it's kind of like, okay, you, you spend the next couple of hours just watching her, 
you know what I mean? Like yeah. just waiting and, and saying, okay, is she okay? Is she okay? You know, where's the nearest emergency vet? You know, do you have uh, your credit card available for her? Like, you know, okay, well, you have to file a claim. Like, I mean, literally all of these thoughts simultaneously going through your mind. And so, it's sad yeah. to a point because if you think about how much you spend worrying it's like we can't. I'm get not those, enjoying my damn no, dog. You're not enjoying life because we can't yeah. get those minutes back because all we're <laughs> no. doing is worrying about it and thinking about that something's gonna happen that absolutely like nothing happens and we didn't enjoy the moments where nothing happened. <laughs> and and the the other thing too is like when you talk about it, you know you sound crazy. So then you don't talk about it and you try and deal <laughs> yeah. with it yourself and then I don't know worse. if you've experienced that I don't know if you and I mean I'm sure you have like Ron to talk to and stuff but I'm trying not to scare this guy away <laughs> yeah I mean? yeah like I really like him I don't want to I I don't necessarily want to like unload all of my because it it did does it feels crazy no it, it does and I would say that I do talk to Ron about it but if when I don't and I don't talk to anybody about it it comes out in in mean ways. Like, I'll be at home, and then all of a sudden, like, I'll flip out because there's too much hair on the ground from the dog. You know, I'll be like, this place is a hellhole. <laughs> like, this is disgusting. I hate living in this house. And then as soon as I'm done, like, ranting like that, I'm like, oh, crap. I think I'm having an anxiety attack. Because, right. you know, I'm like, oh, I don't recognize it at first. I just think I'm being annoyed. But I'm like, okay, this is more than annoyed because my whole body, like, I just feel so angry. Mm-hmm. And just, like, not only angry, but, like, like I'm like I want to jump out of my skin. Yeah. Like, it's weird. And um, I guess this is, like, backtracking a lot. But I would say that was one of the signs of my anxiety before I had kids is that I would get so mad and like so stressed out even over something really small. No, um, I definitely have I, that too. Yeah, I would jump out of my skin. I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit over that now because I've, I have found something You're that aware works of it too, Yes, though. I'm aware of it. And, um, I, I, I follow thoughts through. Mm-hmm. I, I think I stop and think about it. I just breathe and um stop myself and it's right. hard to get to that point but once you do it's it's nice because you're then you don't feel crazy but no it totally um, is there's other ones that you worry about bailey that's not only your dog you worry about um again all these things are less now that i've noticed with james even though you had your recent little panic attack um i've noticed you're you're less worried um, like with your health, for instance, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh my God, I found this on my body and it must be ass cancer. <laughs> oh my God. And it's like, that's literally, it's so true. And it's then it would just so become true. a joke and not, you'd be like, it's probably cancer. And I go, yeah, probably. Well, I mean, and that's the, the funny thing. Like, you know, again, you, you know, you're being irrational about it and I can joke about it because I know how stupid it's. Yeah. And like, can I please tell you that everybody, this is a, this is horrible. Are you telling them about the, Yes. Hold on. Is it about my vagina? No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. So, <laughs> um, in March, my father-in-law died of leukemia and I came back to work after being on bereavement and... <laughs> I went to the Bailey's desk and she said something about, I don't know, about her health. And she said, you know, it's, it's probably cancer. And then 
I looked at her and she was, and you were like, oh, too soon. <laughs> I don't, and you're like, is that too soon? And I'm like, yeah, a little. No, but I, I mean, it totally like because I'm so used to joking with joking you, about it. Yes, of, like, it was hilarious. Even. The look on your face, you were just like, ooh. I was just like, oh fuck. Like, oh, I'm terrible. I'm a terrible person. It was funny. It was hilarious, and it made me laugh because I was, you know, so sad after his yeah. passing. You're so welcome. I needed that laugh. I was just like, really, Bailey? Perfect timing. I come back from bereavement. My father-in-law dies of cancer. And there you go. It's probably cancer. Uh, like, oh, I you're know. right. <laughs> I know. So, well, and it's so, it's, it's so hard, too, because, yeah, like, sorry. at the same time, it's like, you know, that's another thing that triggers it. Like, you, you hear about somebody, um, you know, I don't know, Lyme disease is, like, running rampant right now. And then you're like, I know somebody that has Lyme disease. Oh, crap, I'm going to get Lyme disease. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like- I feel like we joke about the cancer <laughs> thing because I know so many people oh that have God. cancer or who have passed from cancer. So the reason why it's a joke is because, like, everything is cancer. Every- everything well, yeah, just is. That's because what-, what we and, – and, and we've stopped doing this because I think we we keep each other in check with a lot of this stuff, which I think is helpful. Um, Googling your symptoms, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> so do terrible. not do it. I kid you not. So let's let's do an example right now. Um, weird bump on, I literally the top five thing are neck, elbow, lip, and finger. Do we want to pick one? Uh, nipple. Oh, okay. Well, you you took it there. Uh, I okay. bet it's not gonna be cancer. I bet it's gonna be like some like lymph node nodule something. Oh my god, this is so funny. Okay, <laughs> so before we get into WebMD, uh, your nipple is covered with tiny oil glands called Montgomery glands that keep it supple. <laughs> Sometimes I didn't these... know they were called Montgomery. What are they called? Montgomery what? Montgomery glands. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm so glad I said nipple. It's, it's, it's gets, it gets better. Sometimes these glands get blocked and can become enlarged and inflamed, much like a pimple that uh, might appear on your nose or forehead. But either way, a painful bump on the nipple isn't typically breast cancer. Uh, that's the first, like, this is a new thing. Um, it'll oh, give you... you get nipple pimples? Ooh. <laughs> Have you not ever had that? I have no weirdo. <laughs> I just offended like all the women out there that have had nipple Jesus. pimples. <laughs> yep, we just lost a whole core audience right there. Um, so that was our mar- that was our market was women with nipple pimples. <laughs> nipple. Pimples. And now we have no listeners. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry guys. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's it's immediately you know. Um, Simple cysts, and then cancer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cancer. Like, yes. Five. Like it just—you go down this rabbit hole, um, and it's kind of. Why did you have to pick nipple? This is disgusting. Um, <laughs> Are you looking at the images? You're disgusting. Uh, I mean, maybe. Uh, how do I keep my breasts healthy? Well, you gotta, you gotta treat them right. Um, yeah, you do. But I mean, like, it just, it, it definitely, you fall down, like, this rabbit hole. And then, like, yeah. you know, because it could be a million simple, like, symptoms. Like, yeah. even if you go to a doctor, like, you know, and you have this set of symptoms, like, they're not going to diagnose you. They could be like, well, try this. And then if that doesn't work, this, you know, try this. And you know what I mean? Like, there's trial and error for diagnosing. Well, yeah, and I think that it's valid to be scared of that just because cancer is scary. 
Totally. It is 100% scary, and it is so rampant right now. It, Be it just aware, but don't been. Google it. Just yes. don't Google it. Just don't it. Google it. Like, I mean, you if, know. if you do have a mole and it's painful or something and you've never seen it before, go. I mean, that that is one. Is prevention is huge. Um, if you find a lump or anything, go to the doctor. Don't Google it. Just go to the doctor. Or yeah. Google it and then go to the doctor. So Make, my If rule. it gets you to go. <laughs> one of the things that helped me get better about that, too, is... One, um, the first thing I did was I would not let myself Google anything. I would turn my phone off. I would dive into work. I would, and I would give myself time frames. I'd be like, okay, don't look this up for an hour. Cool, you made it an hour. Don't look this up for another hour. And then eventually, you know, you make it so long, and then you're like, all right, cool. And so, you know, you find a bump, and it's like, okay, wait a week. See if it's still there. If it's still there, go to the doctor. Nine times out of ten, it's not going to be. And, and that has definitely... Setting kind of rules and timelines and, like, criteria is one of the ways that kind of helped me slowly stop worrying about shit. Um, obviously, if you're bleeding or in pain, go to the doctor. But, I mean, like, put it in perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that 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 helped me like kind of giving myself rules um because by then your anxiety usually has subsided a little bit or at least the the intense panic has gone away so that that's one thing that helped me um and you know again the the, the prospect that there is you know somebody that would come to my rescue has alleviated like a lot of that which sounds a little stalkery and clingery after a month so uh, maybe edit that part out <laughs> but I mean I'm just saying like that was kind of the you know one of the things it's like you have nobody out here you know I have a couple family members but I have nobody that would come and be able to pick up a dog yeah you know like and 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 you know I have nobody that would well that's not true I mean I have if I ended up in the hospital who would take care of my dog you know like those are the things that stress me out not even that something might actually happen to my dog. Yeah. Um, so tangent. Um, uh, so I hope that was at least kind of beneficial. Did I, did you have a third one for me? Well, I know you uh, have like a pile probably. Yeah. Um, money. Oh my gosh. You're so worried about money all the time, <gasps> even though like the, I would say right now that's, that's your number one is money. And, yeah. um, have you seen my spreadsheet? Yes, I <laughs> have. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy in a good way because you do need that. I mean, everybody should. Right. Well, like Ron does that. He has a spreadsheet, so I don't. I have. I have a Ron, so I don't have to do it. <laughs> thankfully. Um, also, I suck at Excel. You know, so mm. I can never remember the formulas and all this crap. But Ron's like the the Excel wizard, and he can make anything on there. So, but. Um, I mean, he's so bad that when we go on a Disney World trip, he, like, makes a spreadsheet <laughs> of our Disney World trip. <laughs> that's actually, I mean... Nerdy. <laughs> no, that's amazing. I think that that's great. Oh, it's so amazing. I've never heard that before. <laughs> 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 so amazing. That's our Excel wizard. Um, uh, yeah. But I would say, yeah, you're very worried about money, even though I think you are in great shape. Maybe because I, I have... I've been to Thailand, where my mom is from. I've seen all mm -hmm. the all 
my poor relatives or just people in general in in the city like see how they live and but they're still like super happy and like the nicest people ever it really helped me put that in perspective like that trip was really needed when i it was when i was 21 so i was young and thought i knew everything you know but once i went there it like taught me a lot about again uh, first world problems yes. folks there's exactly this, there's a theme here there is a theme <laughs> like most of the stuff we talk about even if this sounds yeah. serious like, with things that we worry about are first world problems that don't need to be worried about. But it's yeah. hard because we suffer from anxiety. It's kind of hard just to turn off. But there's ways, there are ways to get through it. And everybody is different. And it's trying to find that thing that, that helps you get through it. Um, you know, and uh, I don't know. I definitely think, but I mean, again, like, um, my anxiety probably has only really surfaced again after my divorce and and the money thing is is absolutely a result of that I didn't give a shit about money I was in college I had a you know we were in a dual income household um you know what I mean like I I didn't worry about it I mean I would occasionally you know be like hey so how much that we got and I never really got answers and that was fine but um it did not bother me until I got divorced. Um, and, and again, just definitely, you know, you're thrown in the deep end. Um, that, that's been a, a huge source of all of it, I think. Yeah. Wow, this is like, re- that's kind of a revelation. This is good therapy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, and then it comes back to, you know. You should just, just pay me. me to be your therapist. I could. You might get worse though because I do like to, you know. Oh my make god! Fun you, of you like you do, and you like to, uh, you like to egg it on sometimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't know if that would be the smartest idea, but I'll take your money. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. Oh my god! Tell them what happened this morning, by the way. <laughs> okay, so m- Bailey and I talk on I am here and there. You know, and um, uh, <laughs> I was I was making a joke because she I think you were saying you were like that. Uh, you your said guy. I'm a whore. No, okay. Well, you said your guy has finally worn you out, and I was like, "You're." <laughs> and you were like, "Ew, gross." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, gross," but I said, "You're a worn out hoe." Um, uh, um, 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 um. I made a white person's rap, I'll say, because it was the lamest rap oh, ever. It was really bad. It was like, use a worn out hoe, your vag is a black hole. Um, what was the rest of it? Your vag is a black know. hole. Um, oh, I don't remember. We'll have to pull it up tomorrow because. Something you know, about. <laughs> something we should hide the evidence. Yeah, something happened. about a can. And then I said. Your shit looks like a squirrel ran over by a van. (laughs) So that was all about your badge. So anyway, uh, then I I said, you know, since I said your badge is like a black hole, I sent you the definition of a black hole, um, which (laughs) I'm going to look up right now. Just so you guys can get the context of it. friendship that Um, we have. Yes, it is. So I said, (laughs) Bailey's vagina is a, a black hole. Um, which is a region of space having a gravitational field so intense that no matter radiation can escape. Or a place where people or things, especially money, disappear without a trace. So I said, 
So that's where my $20 went. Oh, my God. And then, I don't know, she ignored it. Like, she does a lot with my conversations. She just doesn't say anything. And so it's a lot of times it's just us. It's like we're talking to a wall because we don't respond to each other's things. We're having two completely different conversations. Yes, exactly. Like with ourselves. That's what I was trying to say, yes. So I went to her desk to talk to her, and she hands me a $20 check. I go, what the hell is this for? She's like, the $20 I owe you. And I'm like, I was joking. And you're like, what? And I go, but, I go, but actually, you do owe me $30.72. Because I keep track of that shit. <laughs> That's so funny, though. And then I was like, oh my god, it was it was priceless. And was I could have funny. totally taken the $20. You could have. You could have gotten 20 bucks. And you then later said, oh, but you know, you still owe me the $30, so you got to keep paying our our TriCast account so we can keep going with this podcast hobby of ours. Uh, you're welcome, folks. Yay! I thought, it, I thought it was fantastic. Oh, you know what we should do real quick? This has become a longer podcast than I thought it would. Look at this. We are getting I'm better sorry. at this, aren't we? Don't you feel like you're getting this in the groove? This is just us. This is, well, you know, and it's, uh, again, my dog is not bothering me. She's getting used to me you know, sitting around talking to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> You're not having a cat. I don't have a guy friend coming over. I do have a cat in here, but he, oh. he's being sweet right now. But, um. Aren't we going to talk about, like, what we're doing about it? Oh, yeah. Well, I did kind of mention that I started listening to podcasts, you know, that helps me. Um, and then also I did, I do breathing techniques sometimes. If I notice that I, I don't do them anymore because I don't have the panic attacks anymore. When I did have the panic attacks, I would make sure to breathe, you know, and more importantly, I would get up and walk because the therapist said you have this energy that you need to mm -hmm. expel and you can't just sit there and basically wallow in it. you got to do something with it. So I would get up from my desk a lot and I would walk, just walk up and down the hallways, walk downstairs, go outside, get fresh air, and it helped. Um, and then also, you know, once I had the baby, I did go on Zoloft. So Zoloft has helped quiet the thoughts as well. And What's the generic version of Zoloft? What's the... Seretidine or whatever I... I don't... I'm going to Google it for you folks it's out there. It's Sarah something. Because, like, I know fluoxetine is basically... Um... Fluoxetine is something else. I don't know. Yeah, sertraline. Yeah, that's what I have. Okay. okay. So um, that has been helpful. I do want to weed myself off of it eventually because mm -hmm. I sometimes forget to take it and I have bad <laughs> withdrawals. I mean... I laugh at you. I mean, it's not yes. funny, but I do... Old people uh, problems. Old people problems. I'm going to get you one of those pill cases. Yeah, you're going to um, need to because, you know, people out there do not stop your you know, medications, your psychedelic medications, seriously, because yeah. you stop Zoloft, and, like, I didn't do it on purpose. I had just forgot three days in a row to take it. Mom brain, again. Mom brain, children. anxiety, busy all the time. I keep it even in my purse now, so that's always with me, but you start and to you have... recommended that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, Ron did, too, mm -hmm. though. Oh, but well, you start to have withdrawal symptoms uh, of um, not taking it, which, you know, for one, obviously, is anxiety and panic attacks, feeling like uh, an overwhelming sense that you're going to die or something really bad is going to happen. Um, 
also what my the biggest symptom that I had that was scary was you had electric shock sensations. Oh my god, you were flipping out when that happened. Yeah, it, I remember. It is not it does not feel good. It literally feels like you're being electrocuted. Like your head does this That's I don't know. So weird. It's really weird. I thought I was dying. Literally I Googled it. And this is the instance that Google helped me because that's how I found out that I was having withdrawals from from uh, Zoloft mm. or whatever you call it. So, and it also helped that one of my, our coworkers um, used to take Zoloft and knew, like, that was one of the symptoms and was like, you need to go home and take it because it's the only way you're going to feel better. Oh, yeah. We totally did go home because yeah. I got covered in dog hair that day. Yeah. That's when you met Indy. Yeah. He, he's a big blue bear. Yes. So, I think... Okay, so what are you doing that, that is helpful? Um, so I, I have <clears throat> issues with medication. Um, I'll keep it super short because it's probably time for... Uh, the, it will be another podcast that's going to be like about you know, how our parents fuck us up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. But like, um, you know, my mom had... She was convinced that I had, like, all these things wrong with me, and it, you know, it turns out I don't. Um, I am not, you know, a, a lot of these things, but I was on a lot of medications as a child that I didn't need, and it really um, put a, it, I have a stigma, I guess, about taking medication, um, particularly for mood or, you know, whatever. Also, I'm definitely trying to lose weight, uh, so I know that sometimes antidepressants can interfere with that. So I ha I'm, I'm trying to do everything I can lifestyle change-wise before I get to medication. Um, and that is, you know, I uh, alcohol, big one. Um, definitely not an alcoholic, <laughs> for full disclosure. You're not? Um, no, sorry, guys. But um, I can certainly overindulge once in a while um and even one or two drinks um i think two actually is what i uh usually a bad point if you do it too quick but i mean like um alcohol is one of those things that is it's triggering of depression which again likewise same neurotransmitters that are involved in anxiety you know can be um uh, part of having depression as well so alcohol is a depressant you would think it would chill you out but it actually in the long run makes your anxiety worse so that's one of the things i've tried to give up um i don't drink that I much so it no me. you really don't um i just oh, i love me a good dirty martini though They're i like so red good. wine i like mm. wine <laughs> um what was the other thing uh diet you know i try not to eat a lot of junk food i don't eat sugar that's never been a problem for me so um, I gave up diet soda. Um, I've tried to limit caffeine intake. Um, those things have definitely helped. Um, exercise, for sure. Um, so, I mean, you know, the usual stuff that you should just be doing anyway, I suppose. The huge. Um, Could you just hear that? Yeah. You heard my bit. Skype turn on? Oh, no, I did not. Oh, okay. I'm like, um, by the way... Uh, should we, since it's going to be Mother's Day, do you want to interview my son before we go? Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. I, that's why I want to see you on Skype, so I could bring him on here and you could uh, ask him a few questions. Oh, that's so funny. 
Um, I keep yes, going with, totally. Are you, so, um, so diet, exercise, mm-hmm. limiting alcohol. That's what I, I forgot to do last to stay. Year. Exercise helps immensely with it. Exercise outside. Yes, um, I know that sounds really stupid, but it, specifically trying to do something outside. <laughs> or you could do like Bailey does, and she loves to exercise to My 600 Pound Life and Dr. Oh Phil. Oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> it it's makes so bad. So better. And, you I know. know. I know. It's so bad, but so good. Um, and then I've definitely started doing uh, like mindfulness meditation. Um if you do it every day, it is life-changing. Yes. Uh, my problem is, <laughs> and I have told my therapist this, and he kind of rolls his eyes at me, um, you start to feel better, and then you stop doing it. hmm <laughs> So it's one of those things. Um, there's an app. It's called. It's free. It's called Insight Timer, um, and it has basically thousands upon thousands of meditations. You could do a five-minute one. You could do a 15-minute one. It tracks your time. Um, you can do uh, – it's got one specifically for breathing. Like, you could just set a timer to, like, you know, inhale for three seconds, exhale for four seconds. Um, so, again, it's called Insight Timer. It's free. It's pretty awesome. Um you can get any number of meditations. So I usually carry that. I mean, it's it's on your phone. So you can do it anywhere if you have five minutes. Um, that's probably one of the biggest things. And, I mean, I'm going to therapy. Um, you know, I, again, that's one of those things. Like, I didn't go for three weeks because I was happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, the, I think sticking with it is probably the biggest struggle. Sticking with anything, you know? Um, yeah, I don't. I have a hard time sometimes sticking with anything. So we'll see if this podcasting keeps going because, you know, I might just be like, me. I don't <laughs> think so. You're kind of crazy about it. Like, you're a driving force in it for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just contacted someone today about graphic design. So I never heard back from my friend about I know. That, so I, I contacted but... somebody else. Yeah. Huh. But, well, anyway, yes. Tangent. Woohoo. But I am uh, like that. I do get a little obsessed with things like crocheting. Got obsessed with that. Got a bunch of yarn. I'm in the closet right now with all this yarn that I don't do anything I don't with. think it's obsessive, though. But, I mean, like, it's you need hobbies. Hobbies are so important. And oh, they are. you need hobbies that are your own. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you and Ron are. I know you guys have very different interests. Ron but, hunts um, and golfs. Does he, he, sh- hunting, I don't know how I feel. Well, actually, I'm okay with hunting. Well, yeah, population um, control. Well, yeah, totally. I mean, part, deer, part of cons- conservation. Deer are basically just rats. He doesn't, um, <laughs> uh, he doesn't shoot deer. He shoots oh. ducks. Oh, okay. Well, Geese yeah. in particular more. Oh my God, I hate geese. They're the assholes <laughs> of the assholes. bird world. They are the worst. They're really mean. Oh my God, they're terrible. I know, now we're going to get hate mail about us hating geese. <laughs> we're gonna lose our geese population <laughs> <listens to> the <laughs> no that market of geese lovers no geese and women with boob pimples <laughs> we're just we're really pissing off the world here we're pissing off uh, the, the two people that have listened to this that happened what? <laughs> we have a lot we had how many people downloaded the first one? i don't know it was probably mostly me downloading it because i kept wanting to listen <laughs> Oh, wow. You And no. I was all excited. I was no, so I'm excited kidding. I only downloaded it a couple times. I don't know if it That's counts funny. it every time. But I'm doing a video call to you because I'm going to go get my son. Okay. I don't have my camera what? set up. 
God, it's easier if he saw you. I don't have it set up. Oh. I'm sorry. Shoot. Um, actually, yeah, I don't know if I could do it right now. Well, mm. maybe we'll have Can to... he hear me, though? He could. We'll see if it works. I'll bring him down here. Okay. Okay, hold on one second. Okay, Oliver, you get, get out of the room. Or closet. We should, like, insert a commercial break right here. Like, if we had a sponsor, we could put it in here. Awkward silence. Uh, shout out, by the way, uh, to Yvette. She's been doing all the editing uh, for the last two podcasts. I uh, don't think either of us would have even gotten our shit together enough to put out the first one if it wasn't for her so uh when we're rich and famous and millionaires um i've decided she gets 25 percent. amy doesn't know that but you know she would get 25 percent of the profits she's our editor hi yvette you're the best she's probably gonna cut that part out because she's gonna edit this one too haha -ha. Just kidding. We're going to uh, probably learn how to do it ourselves at some point. Oh, what's this, buddy? Don't worry. I was talking the whole time. Okay, it was not awkward at all. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Hi. Can you say something? Say hi, Harrison. Hello. Hi, Harrison. <laughs> he see it'd be so much better with a Not video because he's it. so confused right now. Oh, he has this look guy. on his face Daddy, like, oh, Dad, do that. Oh, really? I think he's talking to you. Hey, Harrison, do, do you have anxiety? <laughs> what do you? Do you hear? Do you hear the doggy? <laughs> he's looking around like he's like where. Where's his voice coming from? <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, we'll try it with Skype next time. I think it'll be fun, more fun. Oh, 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 oh. What did you say? Oh, please tell me he knows a swear word. He doesn't know any. Can I teach him one? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> he knows how to say apple. That's as close as that he can get to a swear word. Harrison. He's Hi. Can you say hi? He's he's confused. Nah. Oh bye. <laughs> Can you say hi? Say hello. Say hi. Yeah, if you had your camera on, I think he would be waving at you and not you would understand where the, the... Can you say podcast? <laughs> Can you say podcast? No. He, no. He's pointing at the mic. <laughs> Can you say, so can you say, thank you? Can you say Death Star? Can you say Death Star? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, okay. How about, what does a snake make? What noise? Oh, oh my God, that was so what, cute. What noise does an elephant make? No, that's not what an elephant makes. That's, yeah, that's, that's a guitar. What's an elephant say? No, what does an elephant say? No, <laughs> What does an elephant say, damn it? <laughs> what? What does an elephant say? You just did Harrison, it. can you say damn it? <laughs> <laughs> damn it. <laughs> can you say baby? Well, no. 
Nope, not happening. If you had the All camera right. on, he'd be like, ooh, who's that? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all your fault. But then I'd have to leave you in awkward silence to go hook up the camera. Yeah. How about a lion? Let's do a lion quick. Rawr! What does the lion say? Rawr! Rawr! <laughs> okay. That was cute. That was, by the that way, people, cute. that was just because it's Mother's Day coming up, and I was trying to get him to say some some words, but you got to growl there, and you could kind that of was worth it. maybe hear the snake... <laughs> the snake one was actually really cute. He was. He was. That's funny. Yeah. So very cool. Well, and <laughs> to you people that do not have children, uh, to all you dog moms out there, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. What are we doing uh, next week? Uh, I think we're gonna try and do the next uh, podcast about aliens and yeah, physical stuff. It'll either be about aliens or you know it may be about the paranormal, and it will depend on the schedule. I will be in Florida next week, so we well, might. Well, there's a lot of crazy shit that goes down in Florida, so that might be perfect. <laughs> we could talk about alligators. Oh. Crocodiles. Oh, boy. We could talk about Disney World and how much I'm obsessed with it and how there's this weird population of, um, you know, adults that love Disney World. I remember. Okay, this is funny, funny sidetrack. And then we will wrap it up because we've been going forever. <laughs> I um, There is a goth day at Disneyland. Where all of the goths descend upon Disneyland. That's awesome. Um, they've been doing it for twelve years. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, it's called it's called Bat Day, um, and, and they do it every year, and it's it is amazing. Um, There's a gay day too, like like it's just like an LGBT like friendly day. It's like unofficial. So people wear the rainbow <laughs> and, and stuff out there. And they also have Dapper Days, which is really cool. Um, so we could talk about that even while I'm in Florida. And I could podcast oh, so fun. from there. And, you know, I think that would be cool. So we'll um, see. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have an episode no matter what. And it'll, it'll be about something. Yeah, and I mean, it probably won't be as serious as this one was. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty serious. But, but, you know, we also talked about your black hole vagina. Um, and get, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but the the last episode, episode two, was also about your vagina. Your inclusive I mean, it vagina. Comes up a lot. So I feel like this is a running theme. I don't know if you can hear that, but my son is playing the guitar in the background. I can, and, and I'm sure our audience is, is really happy because now my dog's barking too. Yeah. So, so that's where we'll we wrap it up. Let's <laughs> talk to you guys next week. Life is bothering us. Yeah. So we're going to go. All right. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.